Um, let's talk about the four horsemen. Hey, hey, why don't I uh, read this first? I'll read what I want to talk about, and then I'll let you pray, and then we'll uh, then we'll spit at each other. Okay, don't judge me for reading this off my phone. My Bible's clear across the room. So, uh, Revelation six, we'll start at verse one. Now I saw when the Lamb opened the, one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, "Come and see." Now a voice like thunder, that's not me, right, Mike? That's more like uh, Ken Graves. Come and see. Mm-hmm. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see, another horse, fiery red, went out. And it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and the people should kill one another, and there was given him a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. So I looked. And behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius. And do not harm the oil and the wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and the name of him who sat on was death, and Hades followed with him. And powers is given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. And I actually just learned some really interesting information today that uh, really brings all this to the forefront. Hmm. But why don't you, why don't you pray in and I'll share that again. Hmm. Lord, we come before you and we ask that you would... Uh... Lord, speak in and through us. Lord, may we be a vessel for your honor and for your glory, Lord. And Lord, we pray for anybody that would listen or watch. Um, that, Lord, you would minister to their hearts in these last days. Lord, as I was reading Ezekiel this morning, Lord, you were telling Ezekiel to be a watchman. And Lord, um, in these last days, help uh, um, us, Lord, at the Thin Line Believers to be watchmen uh, for your purpose and for your kingdom, Lord. And so speak to us and bless it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's a bit of a scary passage, actually, there in Ezekiel. The watchmen, right? If you If you receive this information and you actually share it and the people respond, good. If they don't respond, the blood is on their own hands, right? Mm-hmm. Or on their own heads. But if you hear it and you don't share it, their blood is on yours. That's kind of terrifying. Hey, before we get going here, you like my you like my flag? Jesus is king. I like it. Yeah. And this is not a shout out to any particular uh, musical artists of any kind. Okay. Just going to put that up front. That's not what this is. There's a musical artist? I didn't know that. (laughs) What the heck? Oh, Kanye and his album, Jesus is King. Oh. Yeah, that's not what this is. Okay, this. Yeah. That guy's a wackadoodle, man. But anyway, okay. So, uh, Mike, I'm going to break this down just a little bit. And in my reading today, I was in Matthew 25 which is speaking of 
the uh, the virgins and the oil, right? The ten virgins. Five had enough oil for their lamps, and five did not. Those five who were prepared got into the wedding feast. The five who did not mm-hmm. did not get in. Now we know that the oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. So, and you got to keep, you got to be filled with the Spirit. And then uh, let's see, there was another parable in there that uh, it was the sheep and the goats, right? The separation of the sheep and the goats. The goats go into eternal torment, and uh, they'll be wailing and gnashing of teeth, right? Hmm. And the sheep actually go into eternity with the Lord. Now, you know, I, I like, I always see these shirts and the hats that say lions, not sheep, right? Yeah. Have you seen those? I've I seen everybody wearing those. And I get what they're trying to say. I, I understand what they're trying to say. You know, you're not in, in the last couple of years, you know, those who are afraid and who just follow media and whatever they're told to do. Right. The sheep, I guess. And I get that. But um, but I disagree with what that shirt says, because, you know, I'm a, I am sheep following the lion is what I'm doing. But uh, there was a third parable in there. What was the third one? Uh, I'll think of it later. Oh, it was the uh, talents, mm-hmm. the parable of the talents, and investing and getting a return and not just hiding your talent, wasting it. So, uh, <clears throat> which kind of goes along with what we're talking about here because I think we're, we're getting very close to these, these end times, and that's why I wanted to talk about Revelation chapter 6. And I'm also studying in my. In my class there, I'm, I'm studying Genesis, and we just went, I just read through the Tower of Babel. And it's very interesting, uh, J. Vernon McGee points out that at that time, God confused the languages in order to, uh, I mean, it was a curse, but it was also a blessing. It was a curse in that, you know, they were no longer able to work together to build this tower, which was essentially saying, we trust in us, in our community, in us, us, us. You know, there was no God involved. But it was also a blessing for that that purpose in in itself because uh, men started to actually seek after God, and so from generations after that came Abraham. But he also pointed out that we can see the opposite happening today with technology advancing and everything else. Men are starting to come back together again, and so we're seeing this almost a rebuilding of the Tower of Babel. You know, as a as a whole, and we're going to see that. I mean, we won't necessarily see it, but it'll come to fruition in the tribulation period, right? With the Antichrist leading this one world government. So, anyway, that's enough babbling. Uh-huh. Get it? Oh, good one. Dad jokes. Where's your Where's your buttons? Oh, I got it! I got it! I got it! Wait, Ta-da. it's too late though. I know. I messed it up. Oh, oh. People that are watching or hearing this, like, those losers. I know, we're... Yeah, see? I'm so dumb. Okay. So, let's talk about these seals. Now, um, Michael, I don't know if we want to go into this at all, but, you know, we have uh, pretty solid biblical proof that these things happen after Mm -hmm. the uh, tribulation begins, right? And there's... There's some that will teach that these seals kind of start to open 
um, before the rapture, but I disagree with that, especially given the fact that this first uh, seal being opened is is the Antichrist coming on the scene. And uh, the Antichrist spoken of both here and in Daniel. It says, I looked and behold a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow and a crown was given to him. And he went out conquering and to conquer. And I, it's my understanding that the, the crown that they're talking about here is not the diadem, right? And I can't remember the name of this crown here, but it's it's more the crown of peace, right? He comes on scene as this supposed man of peace. Mm-hmm. And it's it's deceptive. But we can see around the world right now that we are desperately lacking in leadership. You know, Canada's leader is a joke. The United States, I don't even want to talk about. Um, uh, the UK, right? It, he, he's just ridiculous. And Germany has nothing. France, Macron. I mean, I still remember, I think it was Newsweek or something like that. Maybe it wasn't Newsweek. Globalist? I don't remember. But it came out with that, you know, doctored picture of him walking on water. You remember that? Mm-hmm. When he was elected. And so we, we are leaderless, really. And uh, so I can see that I can see this guy coming on the scene, especially if he's going to come and uh, join this 10-nation army out of Europe. Europe needs a leader right now, and I think that they will look to anybody who will fill that void, especially with Russia doing what it is. I could see this being a very real, real, uh, a real thing that will be in the near future. So the second seal, though. This one is interesting in light of what we're watching right now. Another horse, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another, and there was given him a great sword. Okay, that's chapter 6, verse 4. And uh, what we're seeing right now is the world wants a war, it would appear. I mean, Russia's already clearly at war. But all the rhetoric and all the back and forth and everything, it seems like the world wants war. Why would why would the world want war? There's money in it, right? Someone's always going to get rich in a war. Yeah. And oftentimes these guys invest in both sides because regardless of how it turns out, they get rich. Yeah. I heard, uh, I don't know if it was Glenn Beck. Or somebody, someone commented that Putin miscalculated this. Mm. Um, whether it's true or not, you know, it's gonna, there's going to be a disparity. Obviously, someone's going to get rich. Someone's yeah. going to get poor. You know, and so... You know, any type of, how can I say this? Any type of ruler, I don't want to use the word leader because the leader leads into prosperity. But a dictator is for himself. So guys like Putin, Macron, you know, Titan Trudeau, you know, they're all for themselves, I would say. Yeah. You know. So they're not going to experience poverty. They're not going to experience it, but they'll experience some sort of riches because 
you know, somebody is got to control the monetary goods and funds coming in and out of whatever country, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, I, I mean, I heard that because Visa, MasterCard and them are canceling Russia's transaction. Hey, guess who comes along? Xi Jinping, China says, hey, we'll offer you our, you know, payment system. Yeah. Which is like Visa MasterCard. That, yeah, and they signed a deal for a billions worth of oil, too. Yeah. You know, and I mean, what's sad um, is it's, it's all out in the open now. Like, mm -hmm. it's like the enemy knew. He's like, you know what? I don't care what the Bible says. I'm just going to be open about it and let it happen because people are, are going to be, you know, in Second Timothy, there's a chapter three where the, you know, the, the, the oppressors, the seducers, they're going to be deceived and being deceived, mm -hmm. you know. So I think there's a huge amount of deception there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, war at the end of the day is going to be destructive to your lay people, your average you know, mom and dad that works hard day in and day out, and it's going to make the the military, corporate, whatever, richer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you know, we're we're nearing the what do they say at the end? You know, you're going to hear rumors of wars, hear of wars and famine, mm -hmm. right? The birth pangs, so yeah. to speak. Um, man, we, I mean, we're definitely nearing something you know the whole the whole yeah. russia thing with ukraine still doesn't make any sense to me because if you think about it if putin really wanted to take ukraine he could have done it in one day yeah right why didn't he shut down the air forces like take over every single airport take over every single airspace mm -hmm. and say hey i'm going you know, because, he, you know, Putin really wants to go back to the USSR days, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. And so if that's the case, he doesn't recognize Ukraine at all as a nation. You know, so I think they're experiencing in, in Ukraine, too, because you got idiots in their parliament and their government that wants to go back to being USSR, Right. Just like our country has a bunch of idiots and government that wants to become socialist. And I'm like, where do you get this from? You know, so, but I think there, mm -hmm. but none of this is really making any sense besides the fact that the Bible says there's going to be wars, there's going to be rumors of wars, there's going to be famine, there's going to be, the only thing is I haven't really, if you think about it, if you look at the Matthew, Mark, and Luke, pestilence. Yeah. You know, coronavirus, was that pestilence? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, that definitely was a pandemic, you know, it was, mm -hmm. it was created in a laboratory, you know, but it's not like a pestilence in this, you know, it'd be one thing if like, let's say California, Oregon, Washington, Arizona, Utah, Idaho, all of a sudden got swarmed by, you know, giant beasts, giant wasps. Sure. Yeah. You know, or microscopic. Yeah, right? But that's some sort of pestilence that comes in. That's where I'm just kind of wondering, that that's a piece of, you know, 
and times that mm -hmm. necessarily we haven't seen. Maybe in another country. Maybe we're not hearing it on our side out of the land. Because obviously, you know, there's you got to find other other sources of news, so to speak, of what's going on. You know, yeah. we can't trust you know the communist news network. You know, mm -hmm. um, you can't trust any of the yahoos at MSNBC and all that other stuff. So, you know, it, it's who was it? Was it Jack Hibbs or some? Was it Tom Hughes? They're like, you gotta just search out news if you really want to know it, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you gotta look at foreign news if you're gonna if you really want to know what's going on. Yeah. So, I mean, I even saw they were. I don't remember on whose channel it was, but I was. I saw one of the staged photos, you know, with all the body bags and one of the guys that was in the body bag started to get up before they were done recording for, for the TV interview, you know, and they're like, Oh, get back in your body bag. You know, yeah. and he was laying back down. <laughs> <laughs> like it's also not all of it, right. It's not all staged, but man, there's so much out there that you just can't tell. And then everybody jumps on board with something that they see when they don't even yeah, everything's so doctored now. Regardless of what's going on, war is an ugly thing, and it's just nasty. Mm -hmm. that's, that's all there is to it. So that one's pretty interesting to me, right? And since the beginning of man, we could say, well, you know, wars have been going on forever. In fact, I think there's only like maybe 20-some years or something like that back in recorded history that you can say there was actual, you know, peace in the world or something like that. Mm -hmm. So some crazy low number, but, um, now in particular, everybody can see it. Everybody can see what's going on. Every single country is on board with this. And it's so much different even than world war two, because we have live footage coming out, mm -hmm. you know, right now. And everybody's jumping on board, taking this, taking their own stand one side or the other. And nobody's got all the information. Everybody, Every man is wise in his own eyes, right? So, you ready for the next one? Sure. Uh, let me get a, give a little nugget of hope in here, okay? Well, the reason I wanted to share this is because if we're seeing the uh, prerequisites to these things already taking place, be looking up. Because I, I believe that we are living in end days and our redemption is coming. You know, I, I believe that the rapture is coming. And I believe that Jesus is coming. Okay, so that's that's what I wanted to offer here. There's some encouragement in that. And I know that if, here's the deal. If you're one of these people that's thinking, well, I'm not ready to go to heaven. I want to see this. I want to see that. I want to see the other thing. I got to tell you, get into your book. Get into the good book because heaven is so much better than anything you can experience here. And you're not going to be missing out. What it should be doing is it should be encouraging you and, you know, giving you a little shove. Hey, you know, somebody out there is unsaved. Somebody you know is unsaved, and it's time to share the gospel with them. So, okay. Hey, Third seal. You know, on, a, on that note real quick. Yeah. The scripture says, you know, the Bible says that God doesn't take even, he doesn't take pleasure in the wicked dying, right? He doesn't want anybody to go to hell so this is just the thought that just came to my mind if every genuine believing person said i'm going to witness to 
my family or friend that doesn't know Jesus Christ. Worldwide, let's say every single Christian that supposedly names Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Could it be that that one person they share with is that one person that needs to be saved and then poof? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, I can't remember how the verse goes, but it, it basically says that, you know, when the, uh, essentially the last Gentile has been saved. Mm-hmm. That's it. Wow. Well, it, it was like kind of a pic, you know, picturing Noah's Ark, the last animal to come in and the door shut. Right. And who closed the door? God closed. Ha! Oh, right. And so, you know, and I, you, you ever wonder, like when you're walking around in the public and you're just like, are you that stinking last soul that needs yeah. to get saved? Give it the program, man. You know. But anyways, that's just a thought because, you know, as selfish as I want to be, the fact that the the Lord's delaying, if you look at it, it, it's his grace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, along those lines, we are eight days away from 316. And, uh, Mike, uh, we haven't talked about this yet, but I think that uh, we should take part, whether it's whether we try to do a live episode, I don't know, but uh, John 3.16, right? So coming up on 3.16, we're going to be sharing the gospel, and we're going to do that on as many platforms as we have available, and uh, we, we would encourage you to do the same. Um, you can share what we'll do. You can do it yourself. I don't care, but let's get the gospel to as many people as possible on 316. So. What day is that? That is um, Wednesday. It's got to be a Wednesday, right? Next week. Yeah. I didn't even even think about it. (laughs) When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. So I looked and behold a black horse. And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. So, here we have a day's wages just for a loaf of bread for your family. Okay, That's wild to think about. But we're on our way there, right? We are on our way. In fact, I, I saw Amir post something this morning, especially when, uh, when El Presidente is talking about cutting off the Russian oil supply. Well, instead of getting our own and cutting off Russia that way, which, by the way, tells me that this is not so much about Ukraine. Okay. Nope. Hunter? Uh, Hmm. Yeah. So, Amir was estimating oil going to 300 bucks a barrel. I mean, that's... That is friggin' wild. That's triple what it has been. So if you're paying four bucks a gallon, I get ready for 12, 15 bucks a gallon. You know what I mean? 21 bucks a gallon in California. I mean, someone was saying that Europe's already there. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but... Um, you, you know, it's always been that notion, like, Okay, other countries like us and hate us, 
they like us because out of our country comes everything, like products, ideas, Hollywood, mm-hmm. sin, mm-hmm. goods, right? And then, you know, they hate us, but then they use our ideas. And I remember some of my friends that were missionaries in Europe, and they were like, dude, don't complain about gas. It's already like triple-double over here, you know. And, well, that's mm-hmm. not our fault. That's, you know. Leadership. Yeah, leadership, you know. And I saw, you know, <laughs> I know people don't like President Trump, but as much as he, he's a sinner like anybody else. But that guy led our country to be free from uh, dependent on oil from other countries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were an exporter. And we could still do that today, but... Again, there, there, there's like I said earlier, there's something else going on, you know, something mm-hmm. in, in the, I think in a demonic realm that's controlling yeah. these, you know, these dictators, these uh, rulers. And mm-hmm. I'm like, are we going to go to a state where like, okay, I'm not going to spend money on anything now because I don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. You know, like imagine teenagers that are, you know, working for what, nine, twelve, fifteen dollars an hour, and then they go to the gas station, it's seven ninety nine a gallon. Mm-hmm. Right? There goes more than half of their paycheck into just one gallon of fuel. Yeah. You know, um so Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, you know, you know, it says, do not touch the oil and the wine. And what that signifies as far as, you know, I've been taught is that the, uh, the super wealthy, those in the, in their ivory towers, right. They're not going to be affected by all this, Mm -mm. but it kind of also, you know, that word oil thrown in there. I don't know. Oil seems to be the, uh, the thing we all fight over nowadays, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And of course, our leadership is saying, "Well, just buy electric cars." Okay, well, that's all well and good, but how do you power the, you know, power station? You still need what? combustible. <laughs> exactly. So we have that to look forward to, and uh, my wife actually has to go to the grocery store today. Well, she chooses to. She's she's good to me, so she's going to the grocery store today, and I shudder to think of what the bill's going to be. You know, this is already happening. Hyperinflation is mm-hmm. happening, and, and of course. No, it's not a good thing. Okay, no matter what the media tells you, it's not a good thing. It's judgment. And uh, when we get done with these four horsemen, I'd like to talk a little bit more about big picture stuff and what I believe is going on spiritually. So uh, anyway, let's get into the last one here because I'm excited to talk about this one, not because it's a good thing. The powers. Uh, Yeah, you'll figure out why. So, fourth living creature, here it comes. Uh, so I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. Now, I can't remember what the Greek word here is to describe pale, but uh, I do remember that the, the base of the word is where we get chloroform and chlorophyll. I think it was chloros. Give me a second. I'll tell you right now. 
so yeah, if you can, I think it is chloros. If you can imagine uh, pale as in like a greenish or something like that, you know, a nasty looking You're, pale yeah. green. Chloros. Nice. Greenish that is, something. you know, uh, verdant, dun colored, green, pale. There you go. So we have this sickly looking horse, which is fitting because with him is death. Hades follows with him. Now, this is another interesting thing here, uh, Michael. If this is pre-rapture, why would Hades be following this guy? Hmm. If there's Christians, believers on the earth right now, why would Hades be following this guy? Because certainly Christians aren't going to be spared from these four horsemen, right? If they're still here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A little food for thought. Okay, so uh, after I texted you and told you I wanted to talk about these these here lovely horsemen, my wife got a text from her sister who's in uh, taking some college classes right now, and one of her professors was talking about these current times and how our fertilizer comes from Russia. And how at this point we are cut off from that and there's farmers that are not going to be able to uh, produce their crops. And this professor estimated that because of that, a quarter of the earth could starve to death. And uh, so that was kind of, for me, that was confirmation on talking about this. But it, it put my mind in this passage here because it says power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill the sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. So with sword, we see war going on right now, and I think that's just going to expand with North Korea, uh, China and their shenanigans, China looking at Taiwan, already saying this is our country. And it's just a matter of time. And then with hunger, that was the one that struck me so hard today. You know, if, if a lack of fertilizer is going to cause starvation, we're right there. With death and by the beasts of the earth. Now, I've heard it said that these beasts, they could be beasts, right? They could be big beasts. Um, you know, you mentioned bees, like those uh, death hornets or whatever they call. Mm-hmm. Is that what they were called? I think so. I mean gnarly looking things yeah and then of course uh you know we have things like ebola and viruses that could also be classified as beasts but um you know this this global starvation that one's pretty interesting to me like i don't well, i don't know if if that's what it you know, this yeah. leads to i'm not saying that but i mean i mean who knows i mean you got you got these greedy corporate people that are like, you know, like for example, Monsanto, you know, taking advantage of, you know, um, poor countries and say, Hey, we'll come and we'll plant our seeds, but you have to give us the land, you know, it'll still be your country, but we own it type of thing, you know? Um, it's like, what is it? Is it Dominic, the Dominic Republic or Haiti? When they had their 
earthquake and stuff, Monsanto came in and then finally, you know, we'll give you more seeds and more crops. And then the leaders are like, no, we don't want your stuff because we can't grow anything else after we use your crops, your, you know, mm -hmm. your fertilization. So, you know, and, and if you think about it, it's like, when I hear news and whatnot, the one verse that always reminds me of what we're going through is, you know, when the Old Testament says, you know, the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah. You know, yeah. and, you know, these bosses, CEOs, CFOs of these companies, because of money, they are straight out, you know, how do you say it? destroying countries and regions with their, you know, their advanced science, mm -hmm. you know, and like, it just reminds me back in the old days, the Bible says, till the land naturally, plant the seed, mm -hmm. you water it, it rains, it grows. But with science advancing the way it is, it's like, cool, we can help you grow a plant in less than 30 days. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, okay, it grows yeah. for like a season, and then, but then, bang, it's, it's not usable again because of the fact that all this fertilizer, all this pet, chemical pesticides that have been sprayed, countries are being ruined because of that, you know? And, I mean, I've heard yeah. some astronomical number of, countries that are going through all kinds of stuff that they have to dig so far deep into the dirt to get actual to the soil that I could actually usable, you know, way. I mean, it's almost like they have to excavate the top layers of you yeah. know, the soil huh. just to get the good soil. But I mean, who knows? I mean, there, there is some interesting perspective on that because if it is true that we're, you know, we're, we're creating all those fertilizers from Russia, you know, and yeah. well, it's like, you know, Trump said, it, we need to bring back all the businesses that we are doing overseas to bring it back here mm -hmm. that we're not dependent upon another country. You know, yeah, and yeah, but that doesn't fit their overall goal here of globalism. And I think that that part's kind of interesting with the first horse being the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. You know, here's a guy who's going to come on scene seemingly with all the answers to these problems, and uh, and I think that he is going to bring the world together, and it's not going to be for good. Yeah. Well, and and the thing so, too is, it's like who was it that was? I was reminding somebody. I was talking to somebody. You know, when we're talking about, I'm like, hey, look, a lot of this is happening and we shouldn't be frightened because why the church isn't going to be here. Right? Mm -hmm. A lot of, there are some believers that believe that we're actually going through the tribulation period. I'm like, oh, no, we're not going through the tribulation period because there's a lot more to tribulation period than what you've seen right now on CNN and all this stuff. Right? So, yeah. um, I think I was, First and foremost, there hasn't been a seven-year peace deal signed with Israel. So Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of little things that need to happen before, you know, all chaos breaks loose. But, 
you know, it's like the Bible says, you know, look up for your redemption draws nigh. It's near. You know, yeah, we still got to do about our daily business. Be a husband, be a dad, be a mom, be a wife, go to work. But we're still looking up because, you know, we, we don't know when the final, you know, call would be when God says, okay, now's the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah, come up here. We'll, we'll get, yeah, exactly. We'll get a bird's eye view versus, you know, horizontal view, so to speak, I guess. Yeah. I had an interesting book recommended to me called, I think it's called Breaking Bondage or something like that by Neil and some, some smart guy, doctor guy. And it talks about uh, spiritual warfare and in Christians, you know, I don't believe that a Christian can be possessed if they're a true Christian filled with the Holy Spirit, but there is always some sort of uh, demonic oppression, manipulation going on, oppression or um, influence of some type, right? Because there's always that whispering in your ear. Mm -hmm. And it also made me think of one of my favorite books by C.S. Lewis, The Screwtape Letters. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of made me take a look at things from the enemy's point of view. And in this case, the enemy's been given a longer leash, but it's always for God's purpose, right? And in this case, we're seeing these things start to line up, and it's be, being directed by the enemy. Um, and when I say enemy, of course, I mean you know Satan and his cronies. And I believe that they are setting the stage for what's to come. Because the devil knows that his time is short. And I think he's looking forward to that seven years because he thinks somehow he and, and his pride and his arrogance still thinks that he has a chance in all this. And he doesn't. But it's interesting to see how things are lining up. Even all the headlines with extraterrestrial activity. Hmm. Right. And you and I were talking about James Cadiz earlier. He he did a little shorty three minute video earlier about uh, I guess there's some magician or something like that in Israel. And that part is interesting to me, too. But there's some I, I can't remember what it was. Anyway, some magician or something like that who is involved in these um, somehow involved in this research with um, extraterrestrial activity. And one of the things they were talking about was these these radio signals that they're receiving from 4,000 light years away, and they, they receive, you know, a pulse or a signal every, uh, three sorry, three times an hour. What do you think about that, Mike? Tell me what you think. Tell me right now. <laughs> After I chew. <laughs> anyway, that's interesting to me because... Um, here's this guy who does supposed magic tricks, which I think there's a demonic element to that. You know, some of those. And, um, you know, here he's supposedly part of this thing that's receiving signals from space. Well, it wouldn't have been that long ago. We, we would have said, dude, that guy's a kook. Mm -hmm. But now everybody is on board with this stuff. You know, the History Channel puts out this alien series and ancient aliens or whatever it was called. And and then, uh, was it CIA or FBI, whoever it was, had to release 
all of these pages of of uh, UFO encounters and stuff like that. It's like, well, I think that is is the enemy getting ready for uh, to offer uh, an alternative to a rapture, right? Oh, these people suddenly disappeared. Yeah, it was aliens. Yeah, you know, sounds a little wacky, but I mean, that enemy's got to have an excuse. Well, yeah, I mean, if you know, like these world rulers that don't believe in God, right? Obviously, they know about the rapture, and they have to be able to explain away what it is in an earthly way so what better way to then do that you know through explaining away oh aliens yeah right i mean even you go back to star wars you know star trek um even back to the programs in the 50s and 60s all these alien stuff you know um Mm -hmm. yeah I've heard of regions where it's so remote where, you know, they have remote drawings of like alien like esque, you know, images and even these findings. And so, you know, the, obviously Satan, the spirit behind all this is the earthly rulers have to explain away because the problem is, how are they going to explain away when when the Lord raptures the church? I mean, it's not going to be just in the the hundreds or thousands. It's going to be in the millions, right? Mm -hmm. You know, how is the earth going to be able to explain away millions of people, you know, just disappearing? And it can't be just, you know one alien force here and there. It's got to be, you know, multitude of stuff like that. So, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, we're living in such exciting times, if you think about it. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. And uh, even, you know, the Catholic Church is on board with this, this alien stuff. And I didn't intend to go this direction, but even the Catholic Church talks about, uh, the Pope recently was saying that, you know, if we did make first contact, that he would be willing to baptize, you know, aliens. And there's some there's some interesting stuff I've coming out of the Catholic Church. I mean, they have their own observatory and their own and those kind of things for that purpose. You know, to make they want to make first contact. Well, I mean, if you look at all the let me say developed countries meaning developed countries that have uh, a system in place of, you know, work, business, payment, whatnot. Um, I wonder how many of them are hiding alien-esque information. Like you said, yeah. some yeah. time ago, people thought, well, you know, oh man, these guys are crazy. But now, all of a sudden, you know, they got to slowly explain away and just kind of tell people, hey, this is what's going on. But, you know, it, we also have to keep in mind, too, I, I want to just throw it out there. 
you know when you know when they teach Genesis, like you, I'm sure you're going to get to that. Enoch walked with God and was not. Mm-hmm. Right? It's 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 you know, you know we're told that they're translated. And yeah. you know, being in, and this is where it, it's kind of crazy. If you're in, you know, fire police, and you know, there's all these missing persons report, right? And then you think, are they really missing? I'm talking about genuine. Yeah. I'm talking about genuine believers, mm-hmm. like believers that are Christians. They, you know, they're walking with the Lord. You know, their kids or whoever it is walks with the Lord, and then they they'll say, hey, so and so went to this and never came back home, and they do a missing persons report. You do an investigation. There's absolutely no no leads. No credit card purchases, mm-hmm. no nothing, you know. And you do these some of these investigations as a believer, and you're just like, "Is it one of those that God translated?" Them? I don't yeah. know if you ever think about that. I've thought about it, you know. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, you watch A and E's mystery reports on TV and stuff like that, with yeah. with the dramatized music and fake actors and actresses, and and they're mm-hmm. like, "There's no evidence of foul play. There's no evidence of them." They were just, one day they were here and they're gone. Mm-hmm. And here are Christian families mourning the loss of their loved one that's missing, you know. And it, it just kind of makes me wonder, like, hmm, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap this up with a little bit of hope. And here's, here's the reason I wanted to talk about this, okay. We see these things beginning to take place, okay. Um, and I'm going to... I'm going to use some typology or some symbolism, I guess, from from the Old Testament. Okay, so let's talk about Enoch because you already brought him up. Enoch was raptured before Noah had to go through his own tribulation period. Okay, he was protected in it, just like the nation of Israel is going to be put away in this um, uh, Petra, in this rock city Petra. Okay, they're going to be removed. At the midpoint of the tribulation, okay, just like Noah was put away. He had to go through the flood. Israel goes through the tribulation. Okay. The rest of the world died in that judgment. Uh, Let's talk about Joseph. Okay. Joseph was protected in the seven-year famine. Okay, there were seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. And Joseph was protected in that time, just like the nation of Israel will be protected at that time. Now, my favorite is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, these three guys had to go through the fire. Okay, and if you don't know that story, it's in Daniel. I want to say it's chapter three or four. But they, they had to go through the fire. Okay, there you go, chapter three. Thanks, Mike. So they had to go through the fire that was seven times hotter. Okay, they're going to go through a seven-year tribulation. Now, in the midst of that fire, just like in the midst of the tribulation, the Jews are going to be protected. Now, Jesus showed up in the midst of that fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay. And where was Daniel? Daniel was nowhere to be found. In fact, some people believe that Daniel was either either not there, maybe he was away on business or something, because, I mean, he was basically the favorite, or maybe he was next to the king, right? I had lifted up. And there's just, there's just so much to that story, right? The soldiers, 
who threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire, they died from the heat. The mighty soldiers. Okay. King the mighty soldiers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the point is we, we cannot take symbolism lightly, and God puts it that way for a reason. And the reason is to give you and me hope. Now, we see these things beginning to happen. Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, look up for your redemption draws near. So I think it would be who of us to walk around looking up. Because personally, I think that I think it's knocking at the door. So what do you think, Mike? No, I think you did a great job in a nutshell. Pastor Adam. If I'm in a nutshell, that makes me a nut. Hey, that's okay. Okay. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity to come together with Mike and to talk about some things that I sure enjoy talking about. Lord, I hope that the listener was blessed today because I was blessed in uh, getting into your word. So thank you, Father. We ask, Lord, that you would you would turn your countenance toward the listener, that you would shine your light upon them, and that they would be given peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, guys. Well, that's that for today. That was loud. So there you go. I got a couple of bonus episodes that I'll be putting together here pretty soon. Got a couple of really good interviews. And as soon as I can edit the audio and the video together, we'll get those put out there. Otherwise, see you next week. <laughs>